Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning to see another day. And not only see another day, I also want to thank him for allowing me to have another day of birth, which makes me a little bit older than what I was yesterday. But I can also say I'm so old, I can forget how old I am. Now, with today's show, it's going to be one of those shows, as you know, today is Tuesday. And on Tuesday, that's when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from a pastor or a biblical scholar and myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage family therapist. So I am so glad that the pastor just logged on before I get started. But I want to tell you about this topic. Now, we know that Easter Sunday is approaching, and a lot of individuals are probably going to be celebrating Easter a little differently than what they probably did before. Now, today's episode, we're going to explain the meaning of Easter because we know that there's a lot of confusion as children connect Easter sometimes with the Easter bunny and the Easter eggs, and we heard bunnies don't lay eggs and all of that. And as one gets older, they learn that Easter is more than about bunnies and eggs. So let me log the pastor on. I hope this is the pastor. Good morning. This is Jeanette. How are you doing? Good morning, Jeanette. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm looking at this number. I guess, you know, as we start aging, I tell my sister that I'm going backwards with my age. Instead of the numbers, you know, because it kind of... I don't have dyslexia, but dyscalcia. So instead of saying 54, I'm going to say I'm 45, you know, and hopefully I can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's okay. (laughs) But we're going to talk about the topic um, today, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. And it was interesting because when you said that the first thing was that song just been ringing in my head. So let's get this show started. Well, Easter for believers, for the body of Christ, the Christian faith, you know, this is our largest celebration of the year. We celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection, all three of those, of Jesus Christ. What's significant about this is that Christianity is the only religion where our Savior you know, Jesus Christ actually lived where he defeated the grave. And it is the crux of our religion that we have a living Savior who rose from the dead, that God, through the Holy Spirit, through the Immaculate uh, Conception or Inception, uh, produced a child, a Savior, through a woman, through Mary, and his name was Jesus Christ, and he is the incarnation of God in the flesh because we needed a living Savior with hands like us, feet like us, who walked like us, who talked like us, and as the Bible says, was endured every temptation just like us, but was without sin, without stain, and without blemish, and God needed that perfect sacrifice, and his name was Jesus, Emmanuel, and he went to the cross. 
This week we call Passion Week, and this is the the seven days leading up to Easter, uh, starting with last Sunday with Palm Sunday, with Jesus entering into the city of Jerusalem, going into it, and it's Passion Week, but it's also Passover Week for historical Bible students who understand the significance of the children of Israel being birthed as a nation coming out of Egypt. And so the Bible is the old within the new and the new within the old. And so the significance of Easter is huge. It, it, is, the, it is the biggest thing to our believers that, that Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, defeated the cross, defeated the grave, put sin under his feet, put Satan under his feet, okay, defeated hell, and he lives. And now he sits on the right hand of the Father, and all of us have a right to the tree of life, to salvation, to eternity, because of Jesus Christ. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to add this to the ending, add this to the ending of my opening statement is because he rose from the grave, they put an end to Old Testament law. They put an end to that for us, and it opened up the church age. And what I mean to end is that it doesn't make it uh, insignificant. It just means we could not live up to those standards. But because of the blood of Jesus, we have a more excellent and a more perfect way. And that's the significance of Easter to the Christian believer. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pastor, and it's interesting what you were saying because I called my friend, and I was, don't know if he's going to call in today, and I was asking him some questions in regards to this, and I was telling him how the song kept ringing in my head because he lives, and he was like, well, because he died. And maybe, and he was like, the song just kind of taking it, you know, a little backwards, and we was going back and forth with that. But it's interesting because the way you just explained it, talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection and the incarnation, and a lot of times individuals don't understand that component to where they have this perception that we as believers are either saying it wrong, practicing it wrong, believing it wrong, and I like how you put it that way in regards to the incarnation of God and that he defeated the grave, and because he died for our sins, that's how we can face tomorrow because a lot of individuals are so caught up in a lot of things. And we talked about it before with religion versus relationship. So that right there is a lot of sense, you know, a lot of sense. Well, it's important because because he lives, I can face tomorrow. When I was thinking about the topic, it's an everyday topic, Jeanette, because it's not just us preparing for this Sunday for Easter, uh-huh. but it's it's also germane to where we're living in right now. Like uh-huh. 700 and, 731 people died in New York yesterday. The death toll is uh-huh. over 5,000, you know, for the U.S. And this pandemic is not going away. But because he lives, you know, we can face it. Because this is not the end for us, okay? Um, yeah, COVID-19 is not going to take down the world because God has already deemed that it was not going to end this way. He's going to come. <laughs> He's going to come again. He's going to reign on this earth, okay? He's going to defeat every plan of the enemy, every obstacle of the enemy. Uh, I can face tomorrow because of that. 
throughout yeah. the Bible, the, the Lord has always given us signs. And that's what Easter is. Easter is a remembrance for the believer. Okay? Mm-hmm. When the Lord said I when the Lord said I will no longer okay, destroy the earth, I would not destroy the earth again by water. He said, and here's my sign, the rainbow. He put the rainbow in the air. And every time we see the rainbow, it's a reminder of all of us. And people all around the world, different languages and different cultures, all understand this, okay, that, that that's what that means. Uh, it's the same thing with Easter. When we celebrate Easter and we celebrate the risen Christ, it, 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 it's our reminder that that is our path to him. Jesus said, no man can go to the Father except by me. And how do we get to the Father? By the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus was shed on Calvary's cross. And Jesus arose again from that grave. And and that's why we celebrate it. We celebrate it because he is the risen Savior. We celebrate it because everything that he said he was going to do, he did. It it is just so powerful. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing for us to just even imagine that that Jesus defeated the cross. See, mm-hmm. some of our lives are like that. Every single time the enemy thinks he's got us, the Lord provides a way of escape. Every time they thrust that spear, every time they thrust that spear in Jesus' side, you know, you're just pushing him to his glory. When they, when they put the crown of thorns on his head, you're getting him one step closer to his glory. And that's what people have to understand. Um, one of our good friends, uh, Bishop Noel Jones, you know, talks about uh, um, pain, how my pain is going to take me to my promise. And so, uh-huh. and so Jesus, went, Jesus went through pain to get to the promise. And all that pain that he went through, when the people are inflicting the pain, think that they're killing you, no, you are making me. And, and that's yeah. why we celebrate it, because, because he was not defeated. He was not defeated. He's on the right hand of the Father. All power is in his hands. That's his his omnipotence. And mm-hmm. and and when you are omnipotent, that's what people have to understand. In the book of Romans, the eighth chapter, he lets us know that we are heirs and we are joint heirs. And we have that power. Okay, because we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And so I stretch it a little bit when I say when we celebrate Easter we're not just celebrating the risen Savior, which we are, but we're also celebrating ourselves, too. We're celebrating ourselves as believers. We're celebrating ourselves as having a second chance. We're celebrating ourselves because we defeated hell and eternal damnation also. As believers, we have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Well, two things I wanted to say. I, I looking at a text message I just got from my God, and he, I told him to be safe. He said, you know, I've been prepared for the quarantine for the past 30 years, laugh out loud. And then when you talked about water, that God was not going to end the world by water, I'm like, Lord, thank you, Jesus, because you know how I am with water. I'm still waiting on my baptism certificate. <laughs> 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 no, it's been about eight or nine years. How long is it going to take me to get a certificate? Oh, Lord. <laughs> We sent you your certificate. I see the copy of it around here somewhere. Yep. You don't have to go back in the water. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this before we go to the question. 
I told my I told my wife the other day, I, and um, and then I also said it to one of my coworkers too. Us germaphobes, we've been right. Oh yeah. People oh, laughed at me on. all the time. I I always kept my desk clean, this clean, washed my hands. You know, I've been carrying. Uh, you know, germicide and all this stuff. I said a germaphobe, <laughs> and that's uh huh. And, and said we were absolutely right. I was at my daughter's house last night, and she's walking around wiping doorknobs. I'm looking at her like, "What are you doing?" Oh and yeah. I'm sitting in my office, and the man came in. I'm like, "Okay, I know I don't have a client schedule, so I'm sitting in the office. The man coming in with a mask on, got the spray. I said, "Uh, what you doing? You spraying for bugs?" He said, no coronavirus. And I'm looking at him like, I didn't ask you hey, to my office spray nothing. He just goes just walk in with a little thing, just disinfect it. I'm surprised he didn't spray me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> what that is true, people are walking around. And I had a little mask. I told my daughter, I said, I got to find me a mask. I said, I don't have no mask, no scarf. I found something of when people was working on my house. About two or three years ago, I put that thing on my face. I went to Walmart. My nose started itching. I started scratching and cracked the mask. I said, this is ridiculous. So, but, you know, but it, it all goes back to, you know, facing tomorrow because so many individuals are slipping into depression. They're afraid. And like you said, for those of us that are believers, our mindset is a little different. So it's not like yeah. we're, we're not aware but we're not driving ourselves crazy in regards to that because we know we have a Savior. So that makes a, a really big difference. And even the way individuals will be celebrating, like you said, that's one of the largest um, holidays. And, you know, and we know that sometimes people make it painting and they walk around with Easter bunnies and Easter eggs, and that's not really what it's about. But it is right. a celebration. It really is. Yes. Yes. Well, we can give um, – since we're on the talk show, I can spend a few minutes on the uh, historical perspective. And so what people have to understand is that I gave the biblical reference earlier. It's all the way, the biblical reference of Easter starts in the Garden of Eden. Okay, when Adam fell, God already put his plan into place for the second Adam, and that's Jesus. And we can follow that all the way to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We can follow that to uh, Israel, and then the 12 tribes, and then, you know, um, Jesus, okay, coming from the line of David. Okay, that's on the biblical side, which we truly understand. Now, um, for historical people and for the naysayers, uh, they are correct in a sense that, that Easter as a modern-day celebration comes from Constantine in 300 mm-hmm. uh, A.D., it comes from the Roman Empire, and Constantine's mother was a believer. And Constantine was the emperor of Rome, the most powerful country in the world. In fact, Rome controlled the world. And when the Lord gave him victory, he promised God that he would make Christianity the world's religion. And now it was watered down. And what I mean by that is that And briefly, I'm describing this. And so if people want more details, contact me separately. But what Uh he basically did was Rome had a rule. If you keep people's religion, you can keep them in bondage. And basically what Uh they did is that if we we enslave you 
and we capture you, but we allow you to keep your religion. We allow you to keep some of your everyday things. Just pay us a tribute, pay us a tax. You can better govern people and keep them enslaved. And in order to do this, they took a little bit from everybody's uh, culture, beliefs, religion, and put it in a melting pot. And and, and Uh that's where we get all these things. And so the basic celebration of the holiday is there. But when you add in the other things, um, like we said, the eggs, the bunnies, and all these, these are things pulled from other cultures. Now, do they water down our faith and our, and our beliefs as, as true believers, as Christians? No. These things are what we call the commercial side of Easter, okay? Mm-hmm. Companies keep running. Corporations get money. The economy is still going, okay? But that's why the church has always said Jesus is the reason for the season, okay? The bottom line for us while we celebrate Easter and we're taught this from babes up, Jeanette. We're taught this from kids up. It's getting Easter clothes and getting an Easter basket is incredible for children. Mm-hmm. Don't be so religious. Don't be so religious and so stuck in your ways that you're going to take away the fun of it until they understand the true meaning of it. Okay? Correct. I told people this I told people this many a time. God is God is so powerful. He is not insulted by kids being in a nice suit and 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 hunting Easter eggs. That will not insult mm-hmm. God. He's too powerful. His ego is too strong. That <laughs> does nothing to the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. And people True. need to get over that. Correct. And so, but you know what? That's the that's the other mm-hmm. side. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I got to say this though. I was in Walmart and yesterday, and I was looking at Easter baskets. Easter baskets are not what they used to be when we were kids. They had two balls, little tart candies, and I don't even think I saw bubble gum for twenty dollars. I was like, for real? This is all kids are getting now. So sometimes it's best to go back to the homemade Easter baskets when your parents made them for you, because at least now you're getting a little bit more stuff than you would get when you're buying them from the store. Because <laughs> that was well at first. I was to buy stuff for my grandkids. I said, I'm not spending no money on no Easter basket and then we had no candy in it. Just a ball. No, you, you, you yeah, you, you're right on point with that because I've read a few uh, articles this week of parents, because they're home, they're adding that personal touch back to Easter. So many, mm-hmm. so many are doing just what you said. They're making their own baskets and they're putting things that are germane or that are you know, personality-driven towards their children. Yes. They know what they like. Okay. They know what they, you know, want. And and then also they're adding significant items to them. And so, you know, before we got our Easter basket as a child, we had to learn our Easter speeches. And mm. I still remember a lot of my Easter speeches as a kid. And when we learned those, mm-hmm. we learned Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. We learned those mm-hmm. speeches. And and everybody in our family, all the kids in our youth group, all the kids in our church, we had Easter songs. We, Do you remember the Easter programs? I do remember them, yes. Okay. And so, and so that's what I tell a lot of these people. Before we hunted eggs, before we uh, got all dressed up and went to church, um, we learned our speeches. 
And in learning our Easter speeches, we learned the significance for our age group, for our age, you know, under our, our, our caps of learning at that time, the significance of it. And, and that's what people have to understand. This is, this is so beautiful on so many levels. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so, so true. And, you know, and like I said, and because people are going to be doing things differently this year, you know, it's like I was telling my daughter when I cut my grass, she was like, you cut all the grass. Where the kids going to look for the meds at? Shoot, I had to cut my grass. And my grass. <laughs> I'm going to lose dogs, eggs, yeah. everything else. I don't know what it is about that grass in my backyard, but it'd be ridiculous. So, yeah. but, you know, but the thing is we can still keep some tradition but we just got to get back to what the true meaning is because sometimes we lose sight of it. And it's okay now to laugh, to enjoy, you know, your family that you have, and just make the best of it because going back again, like you said, he defeated the grave, he's our living Savior, he rose from the dead, and that's what's most important for us to remember. Yes. The other thing is that, whether it was the flu from 1918, the swine flu, or whether it's been SARS or H1N1, you know, we have had our holy holidays with crises before. And Mm -hmm. as a culture, as a nation, um, you know, or even as Christians around the world, um, we understand how to still celebrate. What we have to realize as believers is that you cannot give, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's an epidemic or a crisis, you don't, they can't take your spirit, your laughter, your pride. They can't take your, you know, your exuberance unless you give it to them. Now, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just like most people around the country right now. If not someone immediately then we have somebody connected to us who's experiencing this. Like last week on the show, I think it was my Bible study last week I did live, my mom had just called me and told me that one of my cousins was just out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we celebrated. That was, a, that was a testimony. But, you know, I've had a coworker who lost his spouse to this, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, ha- I've had friends who have friends who are – uh, sick with symptoms. And so there's, you know, that old saying, six degrees of separation. So most of us know people um, or have friends or relatives or loved ones who are dealing with this in one way or another. And so we can't give it the license or the power uh, to take our joy, to take our hope. And so what we're saying is we want to do business uh, not as usual, but we still want to do business. We're using it with co- with common sense. We're being smart. Um, Easter, again, is celebrated in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. I can worship with my family here at home. We're going to celebrate via the uh, Internet through various platforms, um, YouTube, live stream, you know, Facebook live, Zoom live. There's still, you know, various ways for us through with technology to still enjoy and celebrate. But the bulk of Easter has always been spent with family. 
That's what people that's what people have to understand and we can still do that. Getting up in the morning, practicing our Easter speech before we got to church, uh uh seeing each other, you know, after we're all dressed and ooh and then in the car, driving to the house of the Lord for worship. All the, you know, the young ladies with their new hairdos, the men in, in their nice, you know, the young men in their nice suit and new shoes or, or whatever you had on, you know, your nice. And you know what, Pastor, it was the past. It was always yes. somebody in a color that was so bright, it just blinds you. <laughs> well, that's, it's, it's the brightness of spring. It's the newness of life. And, and that was the reason why Easter was put into this season also, because spring is new life again. It, it's new mm-hmm. life for the plants, the vegetation. We've come out of the slumber of winter. We've come out of the, you know, the, the fast of winter, and, and spring is the new life again. And that's what the significance of Easter is, what Jesus brought to us, okay? Mm-hmm. And the bright the bright colors and the smiles and the family time. It, it's always been a, t- a, a part of it. And it is, it is a day. It's one day. It's a day of remembrance of the significance of our Lord and Savior, okay, and his sacrifice. And the biggest word of all, the four-letter word, love, the love that he showed for all humanity and all mankind. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so, so true. Now, Pastor, I have a question. So what are you guys going to be doing for Easter? Because I know Mother got a birthday coming up, too. I think her birthday actually falls on Easter Day, don't it? Well, April the 11th, yep. So so the Lord is good. You know, God is always lining up things in a a way. And so it's Saturday, the day before Easter. But uh, I'm looking forward to my mom's, and this is her 80th birthday. And mm-hmm. and God is is just so wonderful, and you know we, we're going to have what we called a a socially acceptable Easter. Families getting together. Um, you're going to see people dress nice, but you're going to see some masks. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to see some people, you know, hand sanitizer, so, washing of so hands. Word, so in other words, we got to make sure it's less than ten, so the police won't come over there. And dismantled everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Amen. Okay. I'll, I'll, check, I'll so, check with the sister. I'll check with the sister. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a safe Easter. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just got to find out who cooking what. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. I didn't know if she knew anything, so I haven't called her this week. So I got to check in with her before I get in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all we do is just laugh and talk. So I gotta call in and find out. I didn't want to spoil no birthday surprise or anything. So I haven't checked in with nobody yet. So when we start talking about this, like I said, even with the topic because he lived, I can face tomorrow. And Pastor, just not only with what people are dealing with with this pandemic, a lot of individuals are dealing with a lot of other trials and tribulations even before this. And they were giving yeah. up and feeling helpless and hopeless and, you know, dealing with children. And, you know, it's just so much. And we so focused on the pandemic. But even after that, we know things are going to go back to normal because we have faith that we believe. Now, when we talk about that facing tomorrow, 
Let's talk about that a little bit, just being able to just open your eyes, to deal with it, to comprehend, because a lot of times individuals just be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or, you know, people are living certain ways or doing certain things. Can you clarify that a little bit? What is, the, what is meant by I can now face tomorrow, or what were some of the things people did not want to face? Well, it's um, I'm going to answer it two ways. I'm, on the spiritual side, it's um, I, 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 I'm, I'm referencing Hollywood and Mel Gibson because it, it's one of his greatest projects. And mm-hmm. I don't normally recommend people. I don't normally recommend people to watch movies, but The Passion of Christ by Mel mm-hmm. Gibson is an incredible movie, and the reason why is because it gives people an understanding and an insight to exactly what Jesus experienced. People don't understand that to be flogged by a flagrum, okay, um, how they made this, the leather straps on the flagrum, and it had pieces of bones at the end that would grab the skin and would pull the skin off. And so he was flogged with the flag. He was flogged with the flagrum. He was scourged. He was whipped. And what people have to understand, you know, the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. I, I, Uh I, 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 I want to drive that point home because by his stripes, you know, 39 stripes, it represents the 39 major types of illnesses. You know, in, in Isaiah 53, um, the, the, the significance of the number, the significance of the stripes, every step that Jesus went through from, from being scourged, from being the crown of thorns forced down in his head, that, that pierced his head, and he's bleeding. Everything he went through, even through the garden when he dealt with um, the hemohydrosis, where you're sweating blood because of the stress, because of how much he's, he's under. You know, I've seen people in stressful situations. I've seen people that, like, I can't take it no more, but never to the point where you're sweating blood, Jeanette. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to paint the picture of when, when they pierced him in his side and his spear went through and pierced his, his periocardial sac and the water around the heart and the blood and the water mixed. You know, he was truly, he was truly dying then. And what people have to understand is that when, when, when you have a spike nailed through your hands, nailed through your feet, and the weight of the body and how it, it, it collapses and he's up on the cross. And so because he lived, he lived through all of that. That's what we're mm-hmm. saying. Um, the worst part of it is death. His father turning away from him, all the sin of the world upon him, the Lord turning away, Jesus feeling the weight of the whole universe of sin upon him, and he lowered his head and he died. And he Uh died. And let me make this clear so everybody understands it. The devil didn't kill him. The world didn't kill him. The Romans didn't kill him. The Jews didn't kill him. The Bible clearly says that he gave his life. He gave his life, and he picked it back up again. And so it's understanding, you know, if you can see the look on, on, on Satan's face, I killed this dude. I shouldn't have. 
I think I killed him. That's in the devil's mind. He gave his life up. But through being obedient, he gained power. And so we can live because Jesus went through the worst that he had to for us so that we don't have to go through the worst. The mm-hmm. people have to understand again that my pastoral side, your psychology side, your therapy side, we emphasize in almost every show that the biggest battle is always in your mind, people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to emphasize to them, because he lives, I can face tomorrow, we have to understand Jesus has paid it all. He's done it all. What you're experiencing, what people are saying, reasons of things that, that can't, they can't get up, they can't face tomorrow, they're stuck in their psychosis, they're stuck in their trauma, Jesus has already paid the price. If I can get you to understand that and believe it in your mind, you're halfway healed. Mm-hmm. The other part is just for you now, now getting up facing the world and knowing that the same God that has got you up is the same God that's going to get you through. The that's same true. power that got you up is the same power that's going to get you through and not just through. He's going to get you through with victory. And then when you get through with victory, you thrive. And that's what people have to understand. People have to understand mm-hmm. that the more that the devil is chasing you, the more that he wants to take you out of here, the more promise you have on your life. The devil doesn't chase down and put fear on people that have no promise and don't have anything to offer because you already defeated. Okay. The, the most gifted people are the people that go through the most hell. And it's because he doesn't want you to leave your footprint, your imprint upon mankind, upon your family to help your group, to help your family. But because he lives, see, now when I understand all of that, I'm beyond eggs and ducks and Cadbury and, and, and clothing. All of that is now is window dressing, and, and it's fun for the children, and it's fun for us to get together. The true meaning of Easter is now in my heart is that I have victory over this thing that we call life. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is so. That's it. That is true, and you know, Pastor. And I mean, who can do something like that? I couldn't even imagine somebody treating me like that, uh, man. You know, and and to die for somebody else's sin so that we can live. You know, to go through what he went through. It's like wow, wow. So, so that's, yeah. uh, for believers to understand that, that, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm speaking, my voice is here. If the devil had his way, he would have took me out in 95 in, in, in the near fatal, you know, car accident where the Lord miraculously had me on the side of the road and I'm thanking Jesus. He would have took me out with what I thought was a cancer scare, um, in the early 90s, which turned out the Lord blessed me. You know, Mm -hmm. God is so good. The enemy, all of us have these testimonies where the enemy has tried to stop us, take us out, or have us stop ourselves. But because he lives, I can face it. You you get up. You walk out of the hospital. You get Mm -hmm. up. 
you 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 come out of the the bankruptcy court. You you get up and you walk out of that business and you start a new business. You get up and you walk away from the job you just got fired from and you have a new job. And mm-hmm. you know we've all been there. You haven't mm-hmm. lived if you haven't faced adversity. And when you face adversity, it makes you stronger because you know that the Lord has your back. And so mm-hmm. when I sell when I celebrate Easter, I understand it's because he lives, you know, I, I can't be, I, I, I couldn't even imagine myself living without hope. That's true. You know, Pastor, I was just talking to my granddaughter yesterday because um, she spent the night with me the other night and she had seizures and she's so afraid of her seizures and they're trying to make her believe that you know, she's not going to be able to drive, she's not going to be able to have kids, she's not going to live a normal life. And and like I told my grandbaby, and my grandbaby is very strong-willed, and I looked at her when she kept telling me these things, I said, Jasmine, that's not always true. I said, you know, Jasmine, you may not realize this. I said, but when I was born, they pronounced and told my father I was dead at birth. I said, my birthday is actually wrong. My birthday was supposed to have been April the 5th which would have been the actual day after their wedding anniversary, which was April the 4th. I said, and then when I was born, they told my parents that I was going to be mentally retarded. I wasn't going to be able to walk or talk. Now, I learned the other day I can't do jumping jacks like I used to, so I don't know about the walking part. But (laughs) but in regards to talking, I don't shut up. And all she could do was just smile and laugh because that gave her hope. You know, because sometimes we just give up because we think we can't do this or they said that. No, baby. You know, and I had to let her know that because she was just feeling so down and so discouraged, thinking that she had no life and had to depend on other people, and that's not always true. So, and that's when we talk about because he lives and because we believe that he still is living and living within us, it gives us hope for the future and where we see things a little differently. I mean, that's what we do. We're, we're game changers. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, is you had hope given into you, you know, birthed into you, spoken through you, and now you're giving hope to someone else. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with, with believers. And when we come together and we celebrate, this is what we do. I mean, when I celebrate with my sisters, as you know, and my family, we have so much fun. We laugh. Mm-hmm. We have a good. We have a real good time together, as I hope most people do. It, it's not a time to come together and complain. It's a time to come together and to celebrate. And when and what we're celebrating is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. And it's so huge because Jesus gave a gift to the Uh entire universe. He gave a gift to the entire universe. God gave it through his son. Jesus gave it through his life. Okay? And, you know, the only person that was tricked was Satan in hell. The the adversary, Uh the Antidecos, he getting ready to get up and accept his award for defeating Christ, and Jesus said, not so fast, buddy. (laughs) I whipped you on your own turf hell, and now I'm taking over. And now 
the the grant deed to the earth is put back into my hand. All right. I am the risen savior. I'm on the right hand of the father. You are defeated in hell. I mean, it, it on the celestial level, um, from a spiritual point of view, is checkmate. And so now all the enemy can do is try to trick us and make us think we don't have the power. Um, mm-hmm. There's a story out there's a story I like to share, uh, you know, how God illustrated to me. Um, a lot of people know my favorite football team are them Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. <laughs> Five-time mm-hmm. Super Bowl winner. And so a um, long time ago, I was um, – Dallas having a great season. At, it was a Sunday football game. For whatever reason, I had to work. And I went to work, and I said, you know – don't nobody tell me the outcome of the game. Don't say nothing. Don't say a word. Don't say this. I tell them all, y'all be quiet. I'm taping the game at home, and when I get home, I'm going to enjoy the game, okay? Mm-hmm. So the whole day is going good. I'm getting ready to go home. One of my friends comes up to me and said, man, how about them Cowboys? He said, it was rough, but they won. And I said, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I was so <laughs> upset and so mad. But here's the story. I, I drove all the way home upset. I got home, Jeanette. I was still upset. And I said, well, let me get something to eat. I'm going to watch the game anyway. I put in my tape, rewinded it. I'm watching the game, Jeanette. I'm watching the game. And the Cowboys are so horrible. They are so horrible. And just like a true sports fan, I'm yelling at the TV, I'm yelling at the dog, I'm mad, Jeanette, I'm mad. And, and every once in a while, something will click in my head. You already know they won. You already know the, you know but, the outcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but I'm mad. You want to know why? Because the, the game is long. It's a two-and-a-half, mm-hmm. sometimes three-hour program. Mm-hmm. And through the ups and downs in each and every play, I'm seeing dumb stuff. The Cowboys are down by 14 points. They're down by mm-hmm. 12 points. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the time. I had gotten so into the game, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. See? And it turns out, mm-hmm. I didn't know it, but, but the Cowboys won the game in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. They, they, were behind, they were behind the whole game. They stunk most of the game. But when I left work, somebody had told me the outcome. They win. Uh-huh. That, that's a true story. I'm not using preacher language, and I'm not trying to, uh-huh. you know, have it be a, 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 a yeah. hyperbole about life. But it's so true. That happened to me in real life. And, and at the end of the game, I'm up, I'm yelling, I'm celebrating in my house. <laughs> And, and, and the Lord hit me so strong. He did it with something I love, my passion, the Cowboys. But for the most of that two and a half hours I was watching the game, I was mad. And, okay, and the Reverend, Lord, we got two callers. You, you understand what I'm saying? I get it. I totally get it. That's why I only watched the last quarter. I like the first and the fourth quarter. And that's in basketball. I can't do baseball. That's too long unless I play it. Okay, caller ended in 2-2. Do you have any questions? Okay, didn't want to say anything. Let me log on the other caller. Hello? 
Hi, this is Jeanette, number ending in 09. Do you have any questions for the pastor? Uh, well, I like the Steelers, so. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Okay, well, so you know Bill Nine. I know your voice. So uh, yeah. So my point, my, my point of mm-hmm. yeah, my my point about that story was that because he lives, we've already won. I have eternal life, and so no exactly. matter what happens in be, no matter what happens in between, I gotta I gotta remember the outcome. I may get a bad letter from the IRS that I messed up my taxes. I owe money. There might be a car accident. Somebody might break into my office. All these things can happen along the way that can upset the apple cart. But I know mm-hmm. because of the Bible, I know because of Easter that I'm celebrating. I have eternal life. I understand that this life, one of my friends that I grew up with, Aaron Oliver, used to always say, Danny, if we live to be 100 years old, it's a drop to eternity. It ain't nothing but a micro." <laughs> Microchasm to eternity mm-hmm. And he would always say that He would always say that when somebody Was upset And I would say boy you're so optimistic And he was And that's what mm-hmm. we have to understand God God gave me that story that personal experience And there have been times in my life Jeanette when I thought I ain't coming back From this one and, and this <laughs> thing Is too great to overcome Or this, And the Lord brings you back And, mm-hmm. and, and that's What Easter is about because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Jesus has gone through all the worst. Jesus has yes. experienced the, the worst that hell can throw at you, the worst that the devil well, can throw at you. It goes back to even into the lyrics, Pastor, when I was looking at this information, and just even with the lyrics, and it says, because I know the future. Now, person just call back again. Let me log them back on and see. Hi, this is Jeanette. Number ended in 2-2. Do you have any questions? Uh, Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. My tooth isn't, my Bluetooth is not working for some reason. I can hear uh, you guys, okay. but I can't answer. Okay, we can hear you. Okay, so, Pastor, when, getting back to when we said, because I know who holds the future, and it says in life yes. is just a living just because he lives, and a lot of times, even and I was, you know, looking up this song, listening to the words, listening to the songs, you know, as yes. as the words in those, that song is so powerful, so powerful. And so sometimes, and I even got to the point where I started looking up the story behind the song because he lived, you know, and trying to just get the information because knowledge is power, and then we also have to use wisdom. So I don't want individuals to be thinking, you know, that all of this is fake because we really stand on this. We really believe it because we've seen it. And when we see these things, and I mean, I wouldn't want to be married to be going to the grave and rolling that stone and and seeing that it was gone because, I mean, sometimes I'd be wondering about stuff like that. I said, today when I leave here, (laughs) I'm going to the cemetery to go visit my mother's grave. I know she ain't Jesus, but I know she better be up in there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I be in confidence, I scare people because they think I'm her. I'm like, I am not her. So when we start mm-hmm. talking about different things, and even and this phone is just blowing up, about to drive me crazy. You know, um, looking at this, Pastor, I, like I mean, it. even when we talk about the, the song and the power, 
just the power of, it talks about the blessed Holy Spirit seems to come to their aid and do Christ's resurrection. Pastor, we got like 11 minutes left. Can you tell us a little bit about the resurrection of Christ and what that may have been like? Yes. The Bible lets us know, the Word of God lets us know that, again, it was God's plan from the beginning. And when when Paul talks about the mystery that God had his plan for everybody, not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles also, he calls it a mysterion or a mystery. And the mystery was that that God knew that we would sin. He knew we would fall short. He knew that mankind would would fail because we, we aren't perfect. We're made to, to have a choice. And so what he wanted to do was put that choice in the hands of somebody who was foolproof, and that was Jesus. And what the resurrection means is that is that the thing that we fear the most as people is death. Okay? Uh-huh. And it and with Jesus being resurrected, as I said in my opening remarks, and, and no offense to anyone else, you understand your different religions, but Buddha didn't get up, Muhammad didn't get up, okay? These other statues and false deities didn't rise. Jesus rose from the grave. That's the crux of our religion. That's the crux of Christianity. Okay, that's the reason why we have relationship with him is because of Jesus. What the mm-hmm. resurrection means is that what the resurrection means is that no matter what the devil, the antidecos, our adversary, our enemy, no matter what he throws at us, we can defeat like Jesus did. And not only can we defeat it, we thrive. Now, mm-hmm. through Christian through Christian history, it lets us know when Jesus died, he's three days in the heart of the earth. What happened as Bible students is that it tells us that hell enlarged itself. Mm-hmm. Before Jesus died on the cross, before Jesus died on the cross, believers in the Old Testament were covered by the blood of sheep and goats. They were kept in sheehold, and those lost souls were in hell. Now, when Jesus defeated Satan, The Bible tells us that hell enlarged itself, and the saints are now in heaven. And that's important for us to understand because the resurrection of Jesus put an end to the old old method. The resurrection of Jesus put an end to the old sacrifice. Jesus was the one-time sacrifice for the the perpetuation of our sin, and because Uh of that, we have just we have justification. That's a huge word. If we mm-hmm. stand before God, if we stand before God without the resurrection, we're all sinners. And we have no right to the tree of life. But when we stand before God with Jesus, Jesus says, My blood has Jeanette covered. My blood has Dan covered. My blood has Carmelie covered. My blood has Joanne covered. My blood has Lily covered. What I mean by that is that is that our sins are still there, but our ledger is made clean by the blood of Jesus. That's how powerful the resurrection is. The resurrection is because we chose Jesus, because we believe that he rose from the dead, because we believe that he's on the right hand of the Father, 
Our sins are forgiven when we ask him to. That's how powerful mm-hmm. the resurrection is to us. And you know what, Pastor, and another thing that when we talked about just when you talk about the death and defeated the grave and basically being our living Savior by death, burial, and resurrection, and here's some information that talks about it's the fact that since Christ was raised, he can't die again. So it's like a double jeopardy. You can't kill me again. And Paul put it this way. <laughs> Death no longer has mastery over him, and that's in Romans 6, 9. Because no. he lives forever. Right. Every believer will live forever. These words from Hebrew could erase all doubt and fear. So it's like, oh, you're going to do, give it to me again? It's like it's like trying to give Ryder a discipline or a naughty, naughty. He'll say, that don't hurt. That don't hurt. <laughs> he told mm-hmm. me yesterday, Pastor, he said, Granny, why you got to be a tattletale? <laughs> <laughs> why are you stepping on me? So when my daughter came home, I didn't have to say a word. He told on himself. <laughs> exactly. Because he was waiting on me to be. So we're talking about grand, Granny, my mommy don't like tattletales. You shouldn't be a tattletale. You know, so but the thing is, and that's, and that's so important because not only does his internal life anchor us in assurance, he gives us a new way to live, and sin and death can no longer have their way with us. And that's part of why, Pastor, we talked about some of the other shows that we've done, that individuals think that we walk around as a holy roller, we don't care. And it's not that. It's that we don't worry about these things because we, right. we serve a higher, a higher power. Yes. Christians, Christians are not exempt. You know this, Jeanette. You're going to have flat tires. You're going to have bald tires. Oh, I know. People gonna come in. People gonna come in, and they gonna audit the business. Yeah, we we are not exempt. Believers get sick. Believers have legal legal troubles. Believers, you know, we're we're not exempt. But because of Christ, because of what we're rooted and grounded in, because of the knowledge of our faith, because of the knowledge mm-hmm. of the Word of God, we understand that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You know, God brought it forth. It's here not. It's here not to defeat us, but it's here to teach us a lesson, give us an mm-hmm. experience, and to make us get stronger. And 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 we we can choose from that. We can choose. Am I going to let this defeat me, or I'm going to let it make me stronger? And so mm-hmm. Christ gives us all these beautiful examples in the New Testament. You know. We have all these examples of how we can face this type of issue, that type of issue, this type of issue. And so when we have our most paramount day, this is our most paramount day. This is our biggest celebration as believers, as Christians. I'm not going to let the pandemic keep me from celebrating. I'm going to celebrate with my family. We're going to enjoy Easter. We might have to do some things a little differently, but we're still going to enjoy Easter. I told somebody the other day um, when, you know, a lot of families growing up poor on welfare or whatever, did you still enjoy Easter? Yeah, shoot. If we had to get eggs from the chicken, if we had to get Mm -hmm. eggs from the chicken, we did. If we had to make our Mm -hmm. own dye and paint our eggs, we did. If, if, if grandma had the soda clothes, you know what I'm saying? We celebrated Mm -hmm. Easter still. We celebrated whether we had money, didn't have money. We celebrated it whether we were up or down. It, 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 it's how we celebrate in our mindset and in our hearts. 
And so if we have to celebrate Easter this year with social distancing, that doesn't keep us from, from not celebrating. We, we're still Correct. celebrating. We're celebrating the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And I guarantee you this. There's going to be information all over social media of people celebrating. People mm-hmm. are going to celebrate Easter. Kids are going to hunt eggs. Okay? People are going to learn Easter speeches. They're going to be on social media. People are going to dress up in their Sunday best. Some people are still going to don their new shoes. Most of all, mm-hmm. the young ladies in their Easter hats. We're going to see Easter hats <laughs> all over the Internet. We're going to see Easter hats just like it was the Kentucky Derby or Del Mar <laughs> opening day. You know, we're going and, – and good, and good for everybody, I say. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to go into a corner and act like we're defeated. We're not going to oh, ball up and, and give Satan that much power and give COVID-19 that much power. Because it doesn't mm-hmm. have it. Because he lives, we're going to face it. And we're not going to just face it. We're going to thrive. We're going to enjoy. We're going to celebrate. And what it's going to do is... There's the anticipation to Easter right now that's got a lot of people excited and got them doing things wisely and smart. And then we have Easter. And then after Easter, there's going to be, you know, the anticipation that's coming up to Pentecost now. And so the mm-hmm. Lord separates these days, these days of remembrance in between to keep us in a spirit of anticipation, to keep us in a spirit of expectation, to let us know that he's with us, Okay. And this is why it's so exciting to me for there's going to be new people baptized in a different way, new people saved, new people come to Christ, you know, and it's just exciting. I'm excited. Well, you said new new people baptized in a different way. What's the different way? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not instead, doing of, <laughs> instead of, you know, we're going to, there's some creative people out there that, that, that you might have to lower yourself into the water and, and, and come up on your own and then have the blood and have the pastor pray over you from social distance for people. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop us, you know, no, because and we're that's creative. Amazing. It doesn't, it doesn't stop, stop us. us. It, it doesn't stop us. And it's funny, Pastor, I'm sitting up here right before the show, and because you know I need to buy me some new phone. My charger broke. And when I say broke, it's in two pieces. I found another charger, and I got 5% on one phone, 8% on the other phone. But we made it through this show. So I was not going to be We made it. I'm going to send you a picture of this yeah. charger. It'll be like, oh, my God. But the whole thing just fell apart. And I was trying to put it back together, stick it back in. It wasn't working. But you know what? I found another old one, and it, it, it made it through the show. And part of that is Praise because the Lord. Indicates I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And one of the things we talk about, and even with this, just this whole subject, is that because he lives, we no longer live under the blanket of condemnation. Pastor, can you tell us about this? And then we got to we run out of time. Yep, we're closing up. And, and, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit here and there throughout this whole show, but condemnation is your slate being cleansed the we did a show on guilt and that's condemnation and that's what the enemy is trying to hold over our head 
And when you give it to the Lord, it's clean. It's done. It's over. I will not walk in condemnation, you know, uh, by his stripes, not only am I healed spiritually and physically, but I'm also healed mentally. And, and, and I'm not, you know, people can come and try to bring up your resume from your past. The enemy will try to do it. The devil will try to do it. Evil spirits will try to do it and tell you that you're not forgiven. You are forgiven. You're forgiven to the cross. He left it there. He rose up again with all power in his hand. All condemnation is under his foot. You're free. Walk in your power. Celebrate Easter like it's the biggest celebration you ever had this year. Enjoy it with your family and your loved ones. And if anybody asks you why are you celebrating, why are you so excited, you can look at them in their <laughs> eye and say, it's because he lives. This has nothing to do with me. You know, this has nothing about- to do with me. It's because he lives. You know, I knew someone that tried to ask me, why are you friends with someone that you can't see? I go, because it's belief, you know, and I think he's a atheist, you know, and I'm like, he, he, from what I learned from my brother, he used to be a pastor, but now he's not, but I'm like, no, you know, he tells me, he's like, I got a book on it, and blah, 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 and I'm like, no, <laughs> but I'm not that good enough to, to uh, debate people on it, you know, but he tried telling me, there's no God, I said, yes, there is, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I'm like, how do I fight with someone like this? <laughs> you don't have to well, you debate, don't. you, you yeah. don't. Okay. Well, I mean, we, maybe we have a topic for another show, but this show's ended. I have to go. God bless you. Everybody have mm-hmm. a wonderful and a happy Easter, and maybe we can pick this topic up next time. Gotcha. Right. And thank you for God joining us here you. at Blog Talk Radio. And until next week, remember you got this, and enjoy Easter. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay strong because he lives you can face tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.